You are listening to Announce, Season 2, Episode 41, An Alarming Character. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. Hey, Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Our episode today is about an alarming character. Why do I describe this person as alarming? Perhaps it's because he blazed his own path, cutting through many societal expectations and norms. He worked tirelessly to better himself and to provide opportunities for others to do the same. He was born in 1706 to a Boston family of modest means. His father was a soap and candle maker who married twice, one of 17 children born to Josiah, and Ben was the eighth of 10 children to Josiah's second wife, Abiah. Ben had no real opportunities to gain an extensive formal education, though he was afforded the opportunity to attend school until he was 10. But Ben loved to read and became a very good writer. At the age of 12, Ben began working as an apprentice to his brother, James, the publisher of The Current, a newspaper in Boston. As a 16-year-old, he began contributing essays to the paper under a pseudonym, Silence Do Good. The true identity of his nom de plume was not known to his older brother, James, who had refused to print anything written by his younger brother under his own name. And even though everyone knew Silence Do Good supposedly the widow of a deceased minister, was a pen name, no one suspected they were written by a 16-year-old young man. The letters just appeared under the door. At age 17, Ben decided he needed a new space in which to grow, so he ran away from his apprenticeship, and by 1724 he was once again working in the printing business, this time in London. In his early 20s, Ben returned to the colonies and settled in Philadelphia. By 1729, he became the owner and publisher of his own newspaper. And in 1730, Ben found love. He began living with Deborah, the daughter of his landlady, and as Deborah was previously married and then abandoned without divorce by her husband, there was not a way that Ben and Deborah could be married without committing bigamy. Thus, they simply cohabitated. They lived together, not something a proper society would approve of. In 1732, Ben and Deborah welcomed a son, and sadly, four years later, they lost that son to smallpox. But gratefully, they also had a daughter and another son who survived to adulthood. Ben's printing business thrived, and he became involved in civic affairs. Knowing the value of reading books, he established an extensive lending library, which remained the largest library in the United States until the 1850s. He also took alarming action by establishing the first Philadelphia Fire Company and a police patrol. He helped organize the Pennsylvania militia, raised funds to build a city hospital, and led an effort to pave the streets. And Ben, who had very little formal education, was also one of the founders of the Academy of Philadelphia which later became known as the University of Pennsylvania. Ben was a self-made man of great ingenuity, a man whose hopes should have been held within the modest circumstances of his birth. But instead, 
he did not settle for how things were supposed to be and charted a course against the current of existing norms and expectations. Most of us know him as a central figure in the American Revolution, a member of the Continental Congress, and at age 81 he was its oldest delegate. He is known as a scientist and an inventor and a signer to the Declaration. Benjamin Franklin, that nutty guy who tied a metal key to a kite string so he could play with electricity, was an alarming character who did some alarming things. He was the publisher of Poor Richard's Almanac, the first postmaster of the United States, the inventor of bifocals, the developer of the Franklin stove, which produced more heat with less fuel, and the inventor, somewhat poetically, of the lightning rod, a device which channels the power of a lightning strike around a barn or home into the ground, preventing the structure from being destroyed. Ben Franklin passed on at age 84 on April 17, 1790. So here's the ounce. Ben was an alarming character who stirred up the status quo. The impact of his against-the-grain lifestyle still touches us today. If George Washington is the father of our country, Benjamin Franklin is the colorful and eccentric uncle you can't help but love. He is the quintessential example of a person who chose his own way followed his passions, and lifted everyone. Thanks, Ben. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Have you listened to the Practical Bit episode released about the same time as this one? It's titled, Burning Down the House. A quick reminder of home fire prevention tips. It's got some great advice on fire safety and an idea for a fun game you can play that will make everyone in your home safer. Next episode, we'll talk about how important the little things can be. A wonderful story about the building of the B-29 Superfortress, an incredible piece of technology for its day. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom an ounce at a time. Did you know Benjamin Franklin had his own suggestion for the national bird? There was a great deal of debate on the subject. Instead of the bald eagle, Ben wanted to crown the turkey with that honor. Not sure what he was thinking on that one. Thanksgiving, maybe? I don't know. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.